Stand by. Free speech activation in progress. It's sending a transmission of some kind. This is TalkZone.com. And we're back. Thanks very much for staying with us. What you got over there? Well, um, over in uh, Middle East, you know, just recently, and here's different values of people. And uh, we would just, you know, what type of people would you like to be among? Which type of people would you like to support? There was an ex- a prisoner exchange between uh, Israel and the is- Islamic terrorist uh, group. So they were switching soldiers. Israel was supposed to get two soldiers, and the Islamic terrorist was supposed to get one famous uh, terrorist attacker, four other militant attackers, and 99 bodies of dead attackers. So they made the swap, and the two Israeli soldiers were dead. But Israel was willing to trade the two soldiers for five live soldiers and 199 bodies of uh, Muslims. So the value of life is extraordinarily different and that means a people are more civilized you can live amongst them they're more reasonable they're more goodwilled for everybody instead of just their clan uh, all for one in our clan and one for all and we're all against everyone else along with that if you look around Israel has not tried to kill a single person, and, and the Muslims do that, the Muslim extremists, they do that all over the place. So once again, we're talking about the quality of mankind, quality of civility, quality of goodwill for their fellow man, where Israel, you, you know, they just don't try to kill people. That's not them. They have reverence for life, and they don't put some dogma or religion or some fanaticism above the sacredness of human life. They don't let that get all emotional and distorted, and these Muslim extremists do, and they they feel fine about it. As a matter of fact, many of them have so-called martyrs, Muslim martyrs that go... uh, you know, pull off bombs, uh, suicide bombs in the middle of crowds, that's their heroes. Like, you know, maybe in the United States you might have a hero of a sports figure or, you know, some uh, very good person. Yeah, they've literally got these uh, trucks that they drive down the middle of the street when somebody has martyred themselves, and they, they have on loudspeaker... Oh, we have this great martyr, and they have pictures, big blown-up pictures of the people who martyred themselves. And it's this propaganda that keeps pushing all the the Palestinians into thinking that being a martyr is the highest path. So killing all these innocent people is the highest path. And you go around and talk to these kids, these, you know, 12, 13, 15-year-old, 16-year-old kids, and you ask them, you know, about their life, and they go, oh, I want to be a martyr, that's what I want to be, and that's the greatest thing that they can ever imagine. And so this is kill for God versus uh, support life for God. There's two different uh, beliefs going on here. Totally. It's terrible. It is terrible. And, you know, that's part of the reason we're over there in Iraq and Afghanistan is to, because these schools, literally grammar schools for kids that are, 
uh, teaching hate, propag- propagandizing, brainwashing hate, we need to be over there so that they can see a different thing. We are prolonging the war of terrorism going completely skyrocketed out of hand. We are prolonging that awful day by being there, and there is a hope and a prayer and a chance that by being there in such a civil way, caring for the people, there will be enough people undermining the radical Muslim beliefs that they need to take over the world and whoever isn't taken over, they kill. There might be enough reason and caring of the good hearts of those people got to us by how we are over there. We're actually fighting a war of morality. And we're doing a really good job of it, and we're handcuffed by half the people over here and half the people of the world. So, you know, I want to go back to the time when Hillary Clinton degraded General, uh, the great General Petraeus. And uh, they say that anybody who knows General Petraeus say he's just the best caliber of person they've ever met. And so Hillary's over there degrading him about, she's calling him a liar about the war and everything. And the war in Iraq is simply getting cleaned up better, 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 better. Hardly any casualties. Of course, the media, which is uh, pro, pro-liberal, high majority of it's pro-liberal, you don't hear hardly any of that in the media, which is means that, folks, you don't want to listen to you don't want to listen to the media much. You want to listen to individuals that ring true and do research and care to get you the truth, dig in and get the truth instead of just the common, bland, uh, politically correct spin on things. Here's another thing that is really... You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Okay, go for it. Well, you know, we have the legislative system, and they're supposed to set the laws in rule, and, and these people are voted in, and these, uh, you know, the legislature's voted in, they set the rules. Now we have courts overruling the legislature, which is not how it's supposed to work. And, and so legislatures go by the majority of the people. That's supposed to be the law. Now we have something overrunning democracy. Courts. Courts are going out of hand. They're liberal courts. They're not right for the people. They should have their appropriate limitation and then do a good job there. Obama touts change, agent of change, and he changes his story over and over. You know, (laughs) that's what he's good at change. Yeah, his his big (laughs) his big gift at change is he changes his story all the time. Well, you know, I think enlightened people will grow to change in certain ways, but you just just don't change and change and change for every politically candidate or situation. You're supposed to change as you transform. Right. He's not transforming. He's just changing. Yeah, and and we we don't want we really don't want on the job training, and that's what it's showing to be. Is we're we're in such a precarious spot everywhere in so many areas. Yeah. We do not. We can't afford on the job training. So he has ends with uh, radical. Muslims, ends with Saddam Hussein, ends with uh, Rezko, who was uh, 14 or 16 counts of corruption, ends with the um, tremendously biased, um, hates whites, hates America, Reverend Wright. 
best friends for 20 years. He calls him his mentor. And now he says, well, no, they're not so close. You know, no, they never were of, so close. It's kind so, of So, you know, fickle. he's just talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yes, and he is. I am concerned to have that as your and my president. I am very concerned. And so that, you know, that, that bugs me kind of thing. You know, I don't know that McCain is perfect either. Well, he's not. But I'll tell you, I think he's got his heart more in the right, in the right place. He doesn't fickly change right, left, center at every bend and turn. He does some changes, but Obama just wholesale stuff. You know, years ago, uh, President Clinton uh, brought in uh, uh, Janet Reno, and everybody was going, oh, my God, we finally got a woman in there. And, you know, Keith and I went, yes, but is it really the right woman? And then there was Hillary Clinton, who the women go, oh, my God, a woman finally. And we go, yes, but is it the right woman? And, you know, Barack Obama is black or part black, but, you know, is he the right black person? You know, we need to stop looking for white or black or purple or green and and whatever sex. And we need to be picking the best person for the job. Vote for track record and quality of soul and leave all your other bigots and bias points of view out. And I'll do the same. And maybe we can get somewhere in this great country of ours. So I said this before, I just want to say it again. Canada is drilling next to Anwar. We have a huge, huge supply of oil in Anwar, northern Alaska. Canada is drilling next to it. Cuba is drilling next to Florida. We're not letting ourselves drill anywhere there. Anwar is like this big, vast Sahara desert or go on the moon, and they're calling it pristine. It's pristine because nothing's there. So while Canada is doing that, Cuba is doing that, Mexico's doing this, China's doing that, drilling everywhere, we're sitting here really good with our environmentalists not drilling anywhere, going to hell with our finances at the gas pump. Does that make any sense? This is what the Democrats have voted us in over the years. Ten years ago, uh, some of this was up, and they voted against it, and now we're just in the hole by, you know, what on earth do you think is in these people's mind? We're paying $700 billion a year to other hostile countries for our fuel. Man, where is this going? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And let's, let's pull our belt in, folks. Let's carpool, take the bus. Yeah, let's not waste so much. Let's not waste so much. Barack Obama says, let's buy fuel from others, and let's not self-produce, and let's raise the tax of fuel at the gas pump. And then the other side of the story that he's not saying is the last 25 years, the U.S. oil companies have spent three times more on taxes to the government than they have made in profits. Did you know that? Here's another sore subject, appeasement. You try to appease countries, you buy them off, you appease them and appease them. And where does this end a lot of times? Uh, Classic is World War II, a bloodier war. You appease Stalin right after World War II. He takes uh, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people and imprisons them behind the Iron Curtain. That's what appeasement did. Don't want to make Uncle Joe angry, so we'll sort of let him slide this way. So when you appease bullies, they, you end up with bloodier wars and greater demands. 
So let's not appease so much. You know, Barack Obama and many think that you can talk your way through things, and I believe you must first try negotiating. But if you're dealing with hardened bullies, you better have your club close by. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, the Democrat Congress, in in the recent polls being taken, they have 9% public approval. That's way lower than Bush's approval. Bush is 30%. Yeah. Neither of that's any good, but 9% public approval. Now, that's just nothing. And then in the last six months, there's 88% that say Congress has not passed anything worth passing. You know, that's pretty dim, under 10% uh, of public approval for Congress. And one thing, a, a beautiful thing here, a beautiful shining star, the governor, uh, Bobby Jindal of Louisiana. Who's doing a great job. They say he's accomplished more uh, in the last six months than most people do anywhere close to a lifetime. Wow. And I believe uh, Bobby Jindal and Mitt Romney, a very, very decent man, a financial genius, uh, really great core beliefs and a lot of good, uh, good ideas everywhere. Him and Bobby Jindal. Now Bobby Jindal is dealing with corruption, and you know Louisiana is just a hole of corruption uh, more than most places. Prosperity, poverty, and education, and other things. Jindal is simply going to town and turning that whole place around with the help of Katrina. Katrina gave it a good washing, and, and Bobby Jindal is fixing it back up. But anyhow, I believe those two are perhaps front runners for John McCain's um, vice president, and I think both of them would be extraordinary. Too bad you can't have two vice presidents. Yeah, well, you know, finances is a huge problem, and uh, Mitt Romney is extraordinarily gifted in finances. He, he would find solutions, I believe. So, we want real valuable change from the damaging Democrat blockade of our energy resources. And you might go to Newt, Gim- Newt Gingrich website that goes, drill here, drill now, and pay less. That's simple. And, and that, would be, that would be a nice place to go. We're going to do one more before the show's out today of these uh, questionnaires that came off of a just a quiz. How far are you along on your spiritual path? Do you understand that because all people have flaws, I love this one, that flaws must be part of the grand scheme of things? <laughs> well, they say floss, floss daily. Oh, God, Keith. Oh, it's flaws. I'm sorry. Oh, you're so, so funny. <laughs> you know, it's true. People want that perfect soulmate, the one that doesn't have any flaws, the one that everything is romantic and pretty and fun and sexy all the time. And then you go talk to any couple that's been together for 30-plus years, and you ask them, Was it pretty all the time? And you will not find one of them that says, yep, it was pretty all the time. What you'll find is the comments like this, because I've asked a number of them. Oh, it's a great deal of work, but it's so worth it. Great deal of work, but worth it. Yeah. And what it is is these flaws that we all have 
get to work to get to work out in relationships. You run into some of these people that, you know, they never get married. Well, part of that is they don't want to deal with their flaws. You know how many people I've counseled on the healing table and they said, I thought I married my soulmate. And then they said, we're having all the kinds of problems. We're thinking about divorcing. And I go, that is your soulmate. Here, here, here. That person you're, who you're married to is forcing you to deal with certain issues that you're trying to avoid and where you're crippled on and not right with. They're in your face. And so, yes, you do have a soulmate. It's not the fantasy land soulmate you thought. You haven't earned that yet. And, you know, specifically, the flaws that we have are exactly the flaws we are supposed to have to work through as per our pre-birth contract. So, yes, flaws are part of the grand scheme of things. It is part of why we are here in the first place is to work with ourselves on that and to work with each other and to do it with as much grace and ease as we can possibly muster up. Amen. Amen. So... What we notice is it's like cleaning the house. You know, it's not quite right. It's not quite right. And finally go, okay, I'll deal with it. 